welcome to Behind the Soundcheck, a podcast dedicated to bring you all of the stories from behind the scenes of the Aussie music industry. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I am Tiana, aka host of this little podcast, sending some huge love to everyone who has been following this series so far. And hello to everyone who is giving this a whirl for the first time. Today, guys and gals, we are on episode eight of Behind the Soundcheck, Words of Steel. And for today's episode, I'll be diving into a world a little bit closer to my own. And that crazy old world, of course, is music media. I am joined by a lady who bolsters the local music scene like nobody's business. As the founder and editor of the music media website, Music Is My Muse, music journalist Mim Steele is a champion in every sense of the word, promoting not just the burgeoning Queensland music scene, but also fellow industry players who make up this crazy kaleidoscope known as the music industry. A bit of a rarity in the music media world, Mim is dedicated to her local scene and provides a platform and an outlet for brand new artists and local legends who are part of the music community she grew up adoring. Tastemaker, dream maker and a world-class wordsmith, Mim is definitely a breath of fresh air in the world of music media and today I'm grabbing some of her stories. So, Mim, thank you for joining me today on Behind the Soundcheck. It is a nice change of pace to be interviewing a lady who interviews people for a living. Oh, so you're most welcome. Thank you so much for featuring me. Pleasure. It's so fun. Your love of music led you to this point, but I have stalked you, not in a bad way, um, but you... <laughs> oh, no, that's all good. <laughs> just, you know, totally professional. Um, obviously, I believe I, I believe you studied public relations and considered starting an events company back in the day, but obviously the siren call of music was too strong. What do you feel mm-hmm. prompted your insatiable love of music? Did you grow up devouring all things music? Oh, I had a love of music from a very early age. My earliest memories is me like literally dressing up in sheets and just weird clothes I could find and just like singing to Madonna and Cher and all the like 80s pop icons so you know I just always had this innate love of music Mm. itself and so obviously that has developed into something quite substantial for you that you know no doubt like me it devours a lot of your time and it's it's nice because everyone I've interviewed up until this point has been in so many different areas of the industry. You're the first person I've spoken to that I'm like, I'm in your, I feel like we're in a very similar world. So it's exciting and intimidating. So exciting. <laughs> but I guess. <laughs> no, for, exciting. It is exciting. exciting. It's so exciting. But with Music Is My Muse, you have a very, very interesting niche that you do. You promote the Brisbane and broader Queensland music scene dominantly. Did you always mm-hmm. have that in mind when you started this adventure and what was it that made you want to focus in specifically on this part of the world? That's a very good question. I discovered, I guess, local music when I was about 14. Um, I think the Veronicas, you know, they've become one of the biggest like exports, I guess, from Brisbane in recent years. And it was around that time they had just released Forever. And I was like, wow, these girls are from Brisbane. That's really cool. And I started just looking on these for the days of MySpace, yes. looking at other Brisbane bands that they'd actually, I guess, gone through the ranks with. People like Repeat Offender, Nina May. And I was just like, wow, there's so much good music like in the local scene. So 
those, that was probably the very like start of my passion for local music itself. So yeah, when I was in my early teens and then when I went through uni and I studied public relations, we did a blogging assignment and the lecturer was also our tutor and he was like, your style of writing suits blogging. You should have your own blog. And I remember thinking, what would I even write about? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to write about my life. I don't, you know, I don't think it's that interesting. And so that was sort of the second seedling when I was at uni. Like, oh, I could have a blog. Maybe I'd have a music blog. And then around 2011, I was doing street team work for probably my most favorite Brisbane band, which was Streamer Bendy. And they had the recipe, like, and I'm not saying this in a biased way, but they had the recipe to be big. They had the look, they had the mainstream pop sound, they had the production, they'd actually recorded their debut album in Sweden with producers that had worked with the likes of Robin. And I used to like, they were lovely people as well. And I used to sit back and I used to think, they've done all this work, their product is amazing they are amazing like why is nobody paying attention Mm -hmm. like it just it was like no matter how hard they tried they never broke through and I guess yeah it was around that time I was like it's I really started to question why why do we have so much talent here that isn't actually getting heard and so once I finished uni I was like, you know what, I'm going to start a blog, a music blog, and I'm just going to dedicate it to Queensland artists because, yeah, I was really passionate about giving a voice to the bands that I felt deserved one, Mm. like that they, like the ones that, yeah, no one on a national level was really paying attention to. So, yeah, that's sort of my path to how I got here. It's amazing because I feel there is so much talent, like you said, and it's just every day there's like how I don't even know how many new bands are starting or reforming or whatever. Mm. And there is so much media and so much noise and attention on like, you know, commercial radio and all of that as well for so many pre-existing bands who I don't want to say they don't need the press, but it's it seems to be a lot that these kind of same bands tended to dominate a lot of the you know, the music media that was out there. So it's so exciting to see Mm -hmm. someone that has this focus on local and not just anyone goes. It's like this really specific community building thing. So it's so awesome to see. It's honestly amazing. Thank you. That's so lovely. Well, I kind of want to ask you too, because I feel, again, I feel a little bit silly saying it like this, but before I even dared to consider life in music media or as a music journalist, I was one of many, I hope, who viewed it from the angle of almost famous, like cavorting with rock stars and getting into shenanigans and landing the cover story. But the funny thing about that was I joined the industry at a pretty volatile time Mm -hmm. for music journalism. And actually the very same year I started, I hope it's a coincidence, but Rolling Stone Australia actually went into liquidation. So that's just a coincidence. Oh, wow. Um, I remember that. Yeah, and the funny thing was... That was horrifying. Well, I got given it? a subscription for Christmas and I got one magazine and then oh, they went into liquidation oh, and I was like, no. oh, no. Um, <laughs> but all I would hear from so many people when I first started was that music journalism was kind of on the decline and that there wasn't really a future for Australian music journalism. I guess for someone who's done it mm-hmm. longer than me and 
is very actively involved in your local scene especially. What are your thoughts on the current state of the Aussie music media? Yeah, the state of music media from the Australian music media landscape, I think what we've seen is such a diverse change even over just the past five years. Like you said, Rolling Stone, the print publication folded, which was really unfortunate. And a lot of other print press, I guess, has either declined or folded. I even know like some of my favorite magazines, like not even in the music industry, just like general magazines have gone under. And it's really sad to see, but I think it's an indication of the changing uh, landscape of media. And it's a good, I think, and I don't mean this to sound mean in any way, but I think it's a good lesson that we must always be ready to adapt Mm. and evolve as the market changes. And one personal example, I think, that I could give you to sort of highlight this over the years. So I started Music Is My Muse in the middle of 2015. And over the years since then, one of the first questions a lot of people will ask me is, oh, are you going to start a print magazine? Like you Mm. could have the website and a print magazine, like how well would that go together? And I always say like, you know, I love print media and there are some really good print music publications in circulation at the moment. But for me, I don't feel that print would be a good investment alongside our online medium Mm. simply because it is costly. Then you do need to look at paid advertising, even just to cover the costs of printing your magazine or your like little newspaper or whatever it is. So yeah, and I think especially with social media, I'm tempted to say that social media is its own, like I would classify that in with media, like what Mm. you and I do, because it can be used in that way. Like some smaller local publications that are online don't necessarily even have a website now. They just have a Facebook page or an Mm. Instagram page and that's how they share like the new music that they find. And that's really cool. So no, I think there's a lot of hope for music media in Australia, if we can go with the times, go with the flow and adapt as the market changes. And there's been so many cool local publications that have popped up in the last even like two years, three years, like the sound check and (laughs) all like different, like smaller blogs cropping up people often like one man one woman shows like they're passionate about music and they just go you know what I can't find what I want to read about Mm. so I'm just gonna write it and I think that's really cool so I think as some doors close in music media like Rolling Stone and print magazine closing down and that's really sad we also have new publications and new doors opening Mm. which I think is brilliant like that excites me so I love moving forward and like progressing and new ideas yeah it's that adaptation that can be a bit challenging I mean so many of the creative industries 
with the, you know, dig- digital thing and social media thing, I don't think a lot of the industries were quite ready for it. And I'm not saying that, you know, True. it means that the content's bad or anything, but it's been fascinating to watch that the mm. industries that have been willing to kind of evolve slightly or even dabble in new and new and fascinating ideas. Mm. They're the ones that have kind of been able to keep up just I feel like no one's kept up fully but yeah yeah music's music's done its best it always yeah it always does its best and it's I feel yeah it's it's an interesting thing to look at and definitely on that topic of my thoughts on music media itself I think too what we might be seeing is a decline in what I call the pay for yeah the pay for play model Mm. where a lot of publications, be they online or print, sometimes even radio, have actually got to pay an advertising fee to be written about, like Mm. to be covered. And I think when you've got so many talented acts coming through the ranks, not everyone can afford to spend $400 on a review. Mm. And I think sometimes when media themselves rely too much on that pay-for-play model, like, well, no, we're not going to write about you unless you pay us, it can actually sometimes be to their detriment. And I can understand why pay-for-play does exist because media do need to pay their content creators. Mm. But I think we do need to find other avenues for income because I just don't know that that model is sustainable for artists who already have to pay you know they've got to pay to make their record touring they often lose money on tours you Mm. know they're already paying out so much money just to create and to live their art that to then be asking them to drop probably a couple of thousand dollars if you're going to do of like say five pieces across different outlets Mm. I think it's just a bit of a stretch and I think that that model doesn't necessarily serve our music media industry too well sometimes yeah and that's like you said I mean every podcast episode it's pretty much come up the whole budget thing and even with streaming Mm. and that I mean it's it's not the landscape is not what it used to be either in terms of how bands were making their income and a lot of the times the stuff, you know, they need to pay their most essential costs and there's not always a lot of money left over for exactly. all that other stuff. So it's, it is nice. Yeah. Like while people might say, well, anyone can be a music blogger or anything like that. I feel like most people aren't giving it the time that they do because mm. they're just doing it for fun. Like a lot, if a lot of people, it's their passion and it's nice that people's passions can kind of intersect occasionally and, you know, everyone wins sometimes in that respect. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I found it's often the publications who, like yourself, are just doing it because you just love the music. That really comes through, you know, in the quality of your work and you're building those relationships and that community with your artists and your readers. Mm. And that really shines through. Like, I think that's invaluable. It's people like you and other smaller publications who are really helping artists like off of your own back that I really take my hat off to yeah that collective of press like us that do the press for free yeah um, because I think it's needed especially at the level that we're working at like with emerging artists 
Definitely. No, and back at you. It's it's a it's the good fight. <laughs> yeah, the good fight. That's right. Fight the good fight. Free press for all. That's it. Get the good stuff out there. <laughs> now Oh yes. A question yes. I have for you that may be on the lips of a lot of up and coming artists looking to get their tunes out there. Obviously mm-hmm. it's no secret you are a music lover and you do have a specific category that you do need to be obviously within Brisbane or Greater Queensland but for a band who fits your what you are looking for what would it take for a band to catch your attention what makes it something that you actually want to invest your time into and put up on your site well first of all I probably I will put at the start of this that I don't think I operate like a lot of other editors Mm. so take my advice like this is very specific to how I operate because I know that a lot of people do it differently for me when I can sit down with my email inbox and I've got the time I really do try to listen to everything that comes through because I'm looking for quality and for me it doesn't matter if this is like your first single like if it sounds good we want to write about it like if you've got the good product and we have the resources and the time to write about you, we will. So I guess you want to have, make sure your music is of good quality. Mm. Um, Secondly, be courteous in your emails. Like it's okay if you don't have a press release or you're not sure how to approach a media outlet Mm. Um, because I'm always happy if people just email and say, look, like, I'm from this band and we've got this song coming out. Here's a link to the track. Could you check it out? Like I'm more than happy to get emails like that because how we operate, if we decide to write about you, everything that we need, we send through to you in an interview. Mm-hmm. So literally when you when you fill in that document, we get everything that we need to write the piece anyway. For artists that specifically want to submit to MIM, don't be afraid to contact us if you don't have a press release done. And I think in general, with general media, you probably do want a press release. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there are a lot of outlets you probably won't even get a look in if you don't have a press release. Mm. Um, so, yeah, sorry, that's a bit of a catch-22. We'll, we're happy to, for you to approach us and, like, we'll talk to you even if you don't have a press release. If you do, that's awesome. That helps. Um, But yeah, for other media, you probably really do need a press release. And follow up. If you don't hear back from an outlet, there's no harm like a couple of days later or a week later, just send them a follow-up email just to check in. Um, It could be that their inbox is just that full that you've sort of got lost Mm. (laughs) in the masses. Or it could be that they have looked at your email and gone, oh, no, we're not interested, but they've just deleted it. Mm. Um, So if you follow up, hopefully you'll get an answer either way, like a yay or a nay. Mm. And then, yeah, you can either move forward with that outlet if it is a yes or like cross it off as a no if you, yeah, do hear back. One thing, probably don't hound media outlets. (laughs) If you send a follow-up email, and you still haven't heard back like a with like a week after that i would probably take that as a no mm. <laughs> and just leave it and 
don't take a no, like a non-answer or a no answer personally. Often it can just be maybe your song doesn't quite fit the outlet that you've pitched to. It could be that they just don't have enough writers at that time to allocate someone to write about you. So just don't be disheartened mm. if you don't get an answer or it's a you do get an answer and it's a no. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's very good advice for ev- for most industries, but yes, particularly in this industry. It's not always a hard no, it's just a yeah, can be a lot of other yeah. things at play. <laughs> Definitely. Amazing. And especially if you are pitching to the smaller like more localized music sites because often they are just one or two people yes. <laughs> who are running that organization and then on the opposite end with your bigger media outlets I'm pretty sure they get hundreds if not thousands mm. of emails like every day yes. <laughs> so don't be disheartened if if you don't hear back yeah, yeah. but luckily I feel like you said more and more there seems to be so many really good quality outlets available so as much as everyone wants to shoot for you know the big established outlets and all of that there is always seems to be a time and a place and there's always someone who seems to be willing to give you give you a bit of a shot and it's kind of nice to see that there is enough kind of out there for everyone if you're willing to go looking for it so yeah it's nice very positive I've always felt Yeah, I've always felt in terms of looking at your music as a business, in business, you know, you have a product, every product has an audience, you just have to find it. So don't be disheartened, like the single that you put out today may not get as many write-ups as you'd like it to, but just remember that there is an audience out there for you, you just have to find them and tap into them. No, very wise words indeed. I'm taking notes at the same time just for my for my own website. <laughs> oh, you're too sweet. <laughs> you have a lovely community at the Soundcheck. Bless. It's you it's just nice. Community. We're very fortunate, I think, aren't we? Now, before I take us into the rapid fire round and let you get on with the rest of your day, I again in my stalking adventures, I read you mentioned that. Um, one of your big bucket list moments in music media was in your first year that Music Is My Muse was running, interviewing Dee Dee Foster, mm-hmm. aka Boy George's backup singer, massive superstar. Oh, yes. Um, and you were, yes. in fact, handpicked by Dee Dee's publicist for that. Firstly, that's incredible. Yeah. But what other bucket Thank list you. moments have you had along the way in this music media world? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that one because that is sort of my brush with fame one. But the main highlights and bucket list moments for me is actually more to do with the local artists that I work with. Like anytime an artist who's been featured on Music Is My Muse comes back to us with their next release and they're like, hey, you wrote about us for this. So I just want to send you like our latest single. That always makes me so happy. I love it when artists come back to us, like they feel comfortable enough with us and they keep bringing their music to us. So that's always lovely. Oh, another one. So Gold Coast Punk Pop Rockers being Jane Lane. They were the very, very first band. (laughs) They launched Music Is My Muse. Um, We premiered their single back in 2015. And to see how far they have come 
since then. Like they won People's Choice at the Gold Coast Music Awards a few years ago. And they've just been absolutely killing it. They just released their debut album. Seeing those beautiful girls, seeing how far they've come and other bands that we've worked with, that's always a highlight. Mm. And even just like being at an event and someone coming up to like me or one of our team and be like, oh, like you're from Music Is My Muse. We're really big fans. That's always a bit of a like, whoa moment. Um, Because you spend so much time working, I guess, behind the computer writing and doing these things you forget that people actually do read the articles Mm. and listen to all of the music and yeah it's just great to see the support and you're living and breathing what your brand stands for with your local stuff which I think is awesome and yeah I hear you we're constantly changing the computer I and practically see through because I barely see (laughs) see the sun or outside people (laughs) I feel you. Some days it's just sitting in bed writing an article because you just don't feel like going to the office. Yeah, living the dream, but it is nice to, yeah, know that you've got this little community out there, as you said, and it's amazing. I really like that. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm so grateful. Well, like with so many of my guests, I could talk with you till the sun comes up about a lot of this, but I know you have stuff that you need to do as well. So to slowly wrap up our chat, I've started a little lightning mm-hmm. rapid fire round that I'm calling the sound check sound off. Essentially, it's just That's a quick epic. lightning round where I ask you a few quick questions. And if you can answer as quickly mm-hmm. as you can without overthinking it, but without making it stressful. <laughs> um, that's, that's how we're gonna roll so are I you... love random questions excellent well let's see how we go here so you may have spied as well with these ones I've still kept stalking you a little bit so promise it's all above board <laughs> <laughs> so lightning round question number one on your website I discovered that your spirit animal is a cat what cat is your spirit animal and why is there Ooh. a particular type when I wrote that I was literally just thinking of like your normal cats, like mm. normal. My cat is a domestic short hair, so I will go with that. Yeah. It's your normal domesticated cat because they love to sleep and they love to eat, and those are two of my favorite things. Uh, yeah, you're my soulmate. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Soul buddies. Soul buddies. All right, I like it. Number two, you have no doubt reviewed your fair share of gigs and music over the years. But whether it was something you reviewed or not, what's the craziest gig you've ever gone to and what made it so insane? That is a very, very good question. I'm going to go with Disturbed, their tour back in 2010 or 2011, I think it was, because I was very proud of myself. I managed to stay at the very, very front barricade of the mosh pit for the four or five hours throughout the three support bands and Disturbed. And I I love moshing as much as the next person, <laughs> but I am a bit of a lightweight. So I said to my friend before we went, I was like, dude, I'm warning you, like I may not last like <laughs> right at the very front, but I did. So I was very proud of myself. But yeah. there, I think there were a few death circles in there. And, you know, I was proud. I survived. That's respect. That's incredible. I'm so jealous, but so proud of you. (laughs) That's a huge feat. Well done. It was. It really did feel like a huge feat. Yeah. I've got out alive. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. And also what an awesome show that would have been. 
That would have been amazing. Oh, it was. Best. There Love was it. fire. Yeah. Fire tactic. Oh, they're on my they're on my bucket list for sure. <laughs> oh, you must see them. Yes. You must. We will go together. Oh yeah. Except I don't know. I may have to have yeah. a little sit down like halfway through it. I don't know if I can stand up the front for five hours. <laughs> That's fair we'll enough. see. I'll I'll do I some have stretches. Aged eight or nine years. <laughs> we'll so see. I will need to sit down too. <laughs> Excellent. We'll take we'll take it in shifts. <laughs> we will. All right, so number three, you are someone who would wade through an unholy amount of music every day. What's the last song that you actually listened to purely for listening pleasure that wasn't something that came through your inbox? Oh, that's easy. Taylor Swift's You Need to Calm Down. Oh, I love that. I love that. If anyone, and this is advice that I'll just give to musicians, if anyone is ever like putting you down or being mean to you or you get a no, just put that song on and just be like, yeah, and own this. That is my go-to song now for all of that. Beautiful. I like that. Now, the next one, I'm going to go a bit more Queensland-centric to fit in with Music Is My Muse. So as a Queensland girl, Mm -hmm. what's your favourite Queensland live music venue and why? Oh, that's tough. I'm going to go with the zoo. Mm. Oldie but a goldie. Yeah. Because the zoo was actually – the first live music venue that I went to when I turned 18 and it just has it just holds such nostalgia for me I've seen so many great local bands there and I just love it I love the zoo yeah seriously I still love that place has very very strong memories Oh, right. Yep. How cool is Pixie? Oh. She's another one of our mim girl crushes. Yeah. She's just amazing. Yeah, that's the nice that's side thing is that she's an, such a legend doing so many amazing things there. So, yep, right. you get bonus points for oh, that because, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, Everyone go to the zoo. Yes, yes, let's do it. Now, lucky last to close out. Every podcast episode, I've been asking each of my guests to share with me a song or a sound or some sort of musical experience that changed their life, something that's heavily impacted you, whether it's professionally or personally, and something that is still holding quite a significant place in your heart. I will go with a song, and it was from 2006. It's called Higher Than You Do by Nina May, and they were a local Brisbane rock band from yeah the mid 2000s and I love that song because it's so quirky it's it's full of like metaphors but the chorus goes don't be weak aim higher than higher than you do and that for me it just sums up whenever I'm sort of like struggling to get motivated or to do something I think of that song and it's like just do it like don't be weak aim higher than you do and they're also the first Brisbane band that I ever worked with. Oh, so that's awesome. Yeah. I actually, re- I do remember that name. I have a feeling I probably spied them live <gasps> back yeah. in the day because that was probably just before that's I moved amazing. from Brisbane. So, yes, I that's actually so know who cool. you're talking about. That's excellent. Yeah. Yes, I loved that band. They were my favourite. When I was 15, they played this street festival and I went along, that was the first time I saw them live yeah. on my birthday when I turned 15. And there's very old YouTube footage of the lead singer, like Aaron Swan, calling out happy birthday to me. Oh. And as a 15-year-old, that made my life. 
and look at the leaps and bounds you've made working with them and now absolutely kicking total ass in the music media world. It can't get any more poetic than that. You are too kind. (laughs) Well, Mim, I would talk to you for the rest of the night, but I know that you need to do things and I need to go and write reviews and we all need to go and be people, but it's amazing to pick your brain and to get to know more about another music journal and for all things Queensland music, obviously music is my muse has it covered and then some. And to uh, to round this out to finish off my stalker-esque tendencies, rumour has it the way to Mim's heart is possibly through Fry's, Woolies Mud Cake and Caffeine. So I don't know if that's going to give anyone a leg up uh, yeah. to get featured, but oh, there's a little little yeah. side note for everyone Somebody out get there. Me a- Get me a coffee subscription and we're friends for life. There you go. <laughs> the the secret to getting in at music is my music. Love it. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Bye, you Have a lovely night. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. And that wraps up another episode of Behind the Soundcheck. Another one bites the dust. Before you all move on with your lives, I just wanted to say a massive thank you for joining me today. And I'm also sending huge hugs to the beautiful people out there who've been showing some love for this podcast. It's honestly awesome to be sharing these stories with you all, and I do hope you're enjoying the ride so far. For those keen to hear more, you can always catch up on any previous podcast episodes you may have missed over at my website, The Soundcheck, which is thesoundcheck.org, or you can plug in Behind The Soundcheck wherever you get your podcasts from. And shout out to Brisbane's very own Osaka Punch for being absolute sweethearts and loaning their insanely awesome track, Hall of Shame, for my theme song. And of course, a huge thank you to Mim for letting us into her world today. Well, that's it. Too much talking from me. Have a fantastic rest of your day and I will catch you next week.